Tonight, we are going to be looking at the dedication access to God's glory. On Sunday, we looked at the prayer access. How many of us were in church on Sunday? If you are in, you are in church on Sunday, shout hallelujah. And uh, we, we, we understood on Sunday that you pray for everything. No, nothing should be taken for granted. You pray for everything, both animate and inanimate, both spiritual and unspiritual. Anything that happens is either caused by a force or another force, either a force of darkness or a force in the kingdom. So for you to partake of the favorable side of anything that happens in your life, you have to pray. That is what I got from Sunday service. So in essence, nothing just happens. So everything you see that is happening around you is either because you have prayed or because you have not prayed. Does that make sense? So when the good things are happening, it's either because you have prayed or someone else has prayed for you. And when there's a challenge, it's either because you failed to pray or someone else did not pray for you. That is why intercession is also very important. Praise the Lord. So in looking at the dedication access, there's a link between dedication and prayer. Because if you are not dedicated enough, you might not even remember to pray. Of course, you remember to pray for yourself. But when it comes to interceding for the church, interceding for the brethren, you might not be in the mood to pray. Sometimes even for yourself, especially when maybe you've asked for something from God and you don't see it. Praise the Lord. Do I have a witness in the house? Amen. Yeah, so you need the spirit of dedication. And that is what will be coming tonight. Praise the Lord. Our anchor scripture is taken from Colossians 1, 26 to 29. I want us to read this together, the message version. I love the me I just fell in love with the message version since pastor has been using it. <laughs> so it says, let's read it together if you have your Bible. This mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now it is out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. Tell your neighbor, Christ is in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. Does that make sense? Let's pause and digest that. So everyone that is born again, you have the hope of glory. King James Version will say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. Let's continue. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. Let's, let's continue. We preach Christ. How many of us have been preaching Christ? If you are a witness in the house, yeah. So if you didn't raise your hand, it means you don't preach. You don't go for evangelism. Hallelujah. Thank you for reporting yourself to pastor. <laughs> Let's continue. Warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more, no less. Christ, no more, no less. That is what I am working so hard. Everybody should read this. 
That is what I'm working so hard at day after day, day after day, year after year, doing my best with the energy God so generously gives me. God has given all of us energy. If you are not using it, like we said, when you don't pray, it's your fault. When you don't pray concerning that issue, the same thing. If you don't use that energy, it's your fault. But this is talking about dedication. Day after day, year after year, month after month. I'm not sure we heard anything like even when there's a challenge or there's no challenge. I believe we had lots of challenges. We know the story of uh, the Apostle Paul and the apostles, the disciples. They had series of challenges. But look at this. He said, I am working so hard day after day, year after year. Even with all those challenges, how many of us can say we are doing that? That is dedication. Praise the Lord. And I'm so convinced that as we are talking about dedication, the spirit of dedication will be coming into you in Jesus' name. As we know in Acts 10 44, as Peter was speaking, the spirit of the Lord came upon them. Gentiles at Cornelius' Cornelius's house, they were not born again, but the spirit of the Lord came upon them. So what I'm trying to say is the word of God is a spirit. And when the word of God is being spoken about, the spirit goes. But the question is, is your heart ready? Because we know about this parable of the sower. If the word comes to a fertile ground, the word will germinate. So you have to keep your heart prepared. Because the spirit of dedication is going to flow tonight. Praise the Lord. What is dedication? Ask your neighbor, what is dedication? Uh, from the basic definition, we have commitment, consecration, zeal to a cause or to someone that keeps you going without wavering or fainting. That is dedication. So it's more like a staying power. Like we read in that verse in Colossians, in our, our anchor scripture, it said, day after day, there's something that kept him to do that day after day. He's still a human being. It's not, it's not just, he's still a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body like us. But something kept him going day after day. Praise the Lord. And that is what we're talking about today. It is usually driven by hope, expectation of a rewarding outcome. For instance, you're expecting the glory of God. There is something that you must do. You must be dedicated enough to see that glory. You must be dedicated enough to see whatever you're expecting. Like, we go to work every day. Why do we go to work? So that at the end of the week, maybe weekly or bi-weekly or at the end of the month, you get paid, right? And because of that, no matter what happens, in the morning, even if you slept 5 a.m., you wake up 6 a.m., you run under the shower, you grab coffee, or energy drink, whatever. That is dedication to that job. Because you are expecting your income at the end of the month or at the end of the week. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense here? Okay. So the same way with the glory of God. We've been talking about it. I believe most of us have seen the glory. If you're a witness, shout hallelujah. There is no way you have been in this church. Sunday, Wednesdays, all our services, even our prayers, DPC, and you say you have not partaken, you have not partook of the glory yet. I can say that's a lie because God is not a liar. 
if he says we will see his glory, and you have been part of this program since we started, especially our one-week fasting and prayer, there is no way you wouldn't have seen his glory. We have heard some dangerous testimonies here. That is part of his glory. But for you to continue seeing this glory, you need the staying power. So you must, I need to see your glory. Show me your glory. But there is dedication to it. You must, day after day, ask for it. We heard about Moses. He kept asking for it. it Moses did not stop. Because the glory of God is in different dimensions. Praise the Lord. Today, I'm going to be looking at the concept of dedication as a key to his glory through the exploits of Ruth. How many of us know Ruth? Is there any Ruth in the house? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so I know our women will love this story. I always love the stories of these women in the Bible. Esther, Ruth, Deborah, just name them. Praise the Lord. We have talked about Moses. We know Moses, a man that can be described as dedication personified. You cannot, you remember when the Israelites sinned against God and God said he wanted to strike them dead. What did Moses say? Moses stood in the gap. Even though it was, some of us would say, oh Lord, just strike them, let them go. But Moses, who was embarrassed, who was disgraced, because he was actually their mouthpiece. He was interceding for them before God. And before he came down, they have formed their own God. People that have seen the glory of God. So watch it. It doesn't matter whether you are born again, you are a minister, you are a servant. If you are not dedicated enough, you might sleep. So watch it. Tell your neighbor, watch it. But what did Moses do? He cried out to God. He said, no, please, don't kill them. If you kill them, what will the Eden say? All the people that have heard about your glory amongst us, what would they say? That you brought us out into the wilderness to kill us? Because that would have been the testimony, no matter what happened. It's the end story that matters. Praise the Lord. So Moses is dedication personified to every cause that he has carried out. Praise the Lord. But why Ruth? Because Ruth is just an ordinary human being. Ruth was not called. It was, she wasn't anointed. We can say Moses was chosen by God. So maybe because God chose him, therefore God backed him up. David was also chosen by God. That was He's been anointed, right? That was why he stood before Goliath. You can make those excuses. The three Hebrew boys were selected, separated. You can make those excuses for those people. But what about Ruth? Do we know her background? She wasn't even a Jew. She wasn't an Israelite. So as it were, she wasn't born again. She wasn't chosen. She wasn't anointed. But you are going to see, if you, if you have time, read this story later. Praise the Lord. Ruth had enough reasons to give up or throw in the tower. But she was dedicated to a human being, not God. Tell your neighbor, not God. Human being, ordinary mortal. She was dedicated to Naomi to the point of death. Let's quickly read Ruth 1, 16, and eight, 16 to 18. We need to read this together. Praise the Lord. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee. We're not reading. Are we reading together? I can't hear you. Thank you. We'll go. 
and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Let's pause. Some theologians argue that that was the point Ruth got born again. Because she actually confessed that the God of Israelites is her God. So she separated herself and got engrafted into the kingdom of God. Because she just said the prayer of salvation. Let's continue. And Ruth, where thou diest, will I die. And there where I be buried, the Lord do so to me, and more so, if aught but death part thee and me. Tell your neighbor, deadly commitment. The same way the three blue boys, the same way David. Because David knew in the human sense, Goliath would destroy him. But what, what, do, you, what do you think pushed David to challenge a giant? It's, yeah, it's dedication. No, it's not even the anointing, it's the dedication. That whatever happens, if God is there, he will save me. But if he's not there, let me die. Instead of see this Eden, denigrate the name of my God. The same thing with the three, three boys. We know that story. Pastor talked about it some weeks ago. That, oh king, they didn't even wait for the king to like pause or say anything. It's, oh, oh king, the Lord that we serve will save us. But peradventure, he doesn't. Maybe he's on leave or something. Or he's gone elsewhere. We are ready to die for this cause. That is dedication. Deadly commitment. But like I said, these are the people defending God. In the case of Ruth, this is a human being that she's defending. I want to quickly say that we should also read the story of Naomi. Because before Ruth got committed, called her God, it means Naomi was a standard to look up to. Does that make sense? Because believers, sometimes we don't even need to preach to people. They need to see the lifestyle, what we are doing. And say, where can I follow you to church? Some people will be investigating, how come this brother or this sister, they don't get mad? They will try to make you mad and you don't get mad. They will try to push you. They will investigate, what, what is behind this person? What is the staying power? They find out that you're a Christian. Okay. And they will come and say, let's go to your church. That is the story of Naomi. Praise the Lord. Dedication in God's kingdom must be love-based. So I'm going to talk about dedication to God. There are so many, there are all sorts of dedication. One, to humans like we saw, root to Naomi. To your spouse, man to wife, wife to husband. You are supposed to be dedicated at that level. To your colleagues, to people who God placed in place of authority before you. But we know in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So because of the time we have today, I'm just talking about dedication to God and his kingdom. So it must be love-based. Instead of being dedicated because of the, what you want. Most of us, just because of the glory this month, no. Be dedicated because you love God. Because that is what Ruth did. Ruth was not dedicated. There was nothing to follow Naomi about. Her husband was dead. Her children, two sons, were dead. She was going back a widow. No good thing around Naomi. No inheritance. But Ruth said, where you die, that should be a love story. Yeah. It's very poetic, right? Yeah, it should be a love story if you read that again. There was nothing to follow Naomi. There was no nothing. 
So we can't say, oh, because she knew that. She knew nothing. The only thing she knew probably would have been the God of the Israelites, the God of the Jews, the God of Naomi. Praise the Lord. So Ruth's reaction and relationship with Naomi was love-based. We can see that in uh, Ruth 4.15. Ruth 4.15, quickly. The second part say, For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons. Does that make sense? Because of a love-based dedication. They said she was better than seven sons. Praise the Lord. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. Characteristics of love-based dedication. How do you know that you love God? First and foremost, keeping his commandment. If we look at Ruth, she listened and did everything Naomi told her to do. Ruth 3, 5, and 6. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. How many of us are doing that? Everything that God says in the Bible, is that what you are doing? If you're a witness, yes. Hallelujah. But that's what Ruth said, to a human being, not to God. Six. And she went onto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. According to all, she did everything. So you must obey God's commandment, no matter who you are. It is not in title, it's not in authority, it's not in position. Praise the Lord. If we go to Luke uh, 15, 10, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, John 2, 5, we know that story where Jesus was turning water into wine. The mother said, whatever I says to you, do it. That is, that is how dedication comes, love-based dedication. Praise the Lord. And always, the greatest commandment I tell people, if you don't take anything, take this. Matthew 16, Matthew 16 15 to 20. Go into the world and do what? Preach the gospel. That is the greatest commandment in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Because it is love-based. God wants those people that he died for to come back. Praise the Lord. Loving what God loves. Ruth knew Naomi wanted a grandchild to sustain her family's lineage. And she kept at it until it manifested. She knew this was Naomi's goal. She was not chasing what she wanted. She would have stayed back in her country and married another man. Does that make sense? She would have, even in that place, she would have come and said, okay, let me just stay with this woman and we both die as widows. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just relax. But she didn't. Look at what she did. Ruth 1, no, Ruth 2, 1 and 2. Let's start with 2. Let's just read 2. Praise the Lord. Ruth 2, 2. And Ruth the Moabites said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn. After him, she was talking about Boaz, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So it wasn't even Naomi that told her to go after Boaz. Does that make sense? But she chose to go because she wanted whatever she's going to do to be within the family of Naomi's husband. I don't know if you caught that. So it's not about what you love in your relationship with God, but what does God love? If you do what he loves, he takes care of you. If you do what he loves, imagine, okay, let me give this story. You are a parent, and each time you come home amongst your children, one is always coming to take your bag from you, from the car. 
Maybe remove your socks, your shoes. Ask you how your day was. Then one is always playing video game. Which one are you going to remember when you want to buy things? Let's be fair. I know parents are not partial, right? We are not partial. We are impartial. <laughs> but you would have that affinity, love for one, who is always asking after you. Does that make sense? It's the same thing with God. When you love what he loves, he will come for you. He will protect you. Praise the Lord. We'll quickly go to the benefits. Last one amongst the characteristics of love-based dedication. Never give up when others do. Yeah, we are in church. We see Sister D say, oh, I'm not coming to church. Therefore, you, you don't want to come to church. Or Brother D say, oh, oh I, I don't want to come to church today because of work. And you do the same thing. Imagine if Ruth did that. What would have happened? Because she had the opportunity to go back. Opa, the other daughter-in-law, went back. But Ruth refused. If you read that story, we can't read that place now, sorry, because of time. Ruth refused to give up like Opa. She continued. The circumstances were not favorable, but she continued. So dedication is a choice. You decided to come to church today, some people at home. Praise the Lord. That is part of dedication. So you are dedicated already. Some people are seated at home. They might be watching us online. But there is difference between watching online and coming to church. Because the Bible said, they that appear in Zion, they shall go from strength to strength. Praise the Lord. That is part of the rewards of dedication. So you come to church because you are dedicated. And what God does is he gives you strength upon strength. From glory to glory. Wherever your level is, it takes you to another level because you just appeared in church. That is part of the story of fruit. Praise the Lord. So you choose whether to be dedicated or not. Because of our time, let's quickly look at the benefits of love-based dedication. One is divine protection. If you read that story, Boaz instructed the servants, do not touch Ruth. At that point in time, she was a widow. And it's not what we have now. In those days, they, are, they should have the opportunity, the men to molest her. But Boaz said, do not touch her. Touch not. So when you are dedicated to God, based on your love for his kingdom, he protects you. That is why we know in Psalms, say, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. When you are serving him, you are his anointed, you are his servant. So he will protect you so that you keep serving him. Praise the Lord. Then the second one is divine favor, strange order of favor. Apart from telling his servants to give Ruth some extra gleanings, look at what he did. He didn't sleep. He didn't do any other thing until he got Ruth to be his wife. If you look at uh, Ruth, uh, we won't read it, but write it down. Ruth 3.18 and uh, Ruth 4.1. Apart from just saying they should give her more of whatever she wanted. This man did not sleep until he got through to be his wife. He went to stand by the gate. That is the story. That is strange order of favor. And that's why I believe that for everyone dedicated that is in this service tonight, God will give you a strange order of favor in Jesus' name. Someone that is holding back your blessing will not sleep until they release it in Jesus' name. The same way Boaz could not sleep until he got root settled. That person, that boss, I don't know where they are operating from. They will not sleep until your blessing comes. Because you are here in this service. Praise the Lord. 
then guaranteed reward is glory. If you are dedicated to God, the glory we are talking about will just be like bonus for you. Because what happens is it comes down to fellowship with you. And what is the glory of God? It's his presence. Yeah, it comes down to fellowship with you. And how do I know that? Ruth received eternal reward, everlasting glory, as she completed her race. She didn't give up. Remember, she didn't give up when Opa gave up. With all the insults, they were even mocked. People were pitying her. So people might pity you. Some people might mock you. How would you be going for evangelism in this snow? Are you the mother of Jesus? Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. People will say that. But if you listen to them, you might miss the glory. Ruth did not listen to anyone. You think they didn't mock her? You think her family didn't call her? Are you mad? That woman, her husband died, her two sons died. Don't you think she's cursed? And you want to go with her? You do even know her people. Do you know whether they eat people in that place? They must have said all sorts of things. People might mock you, but your making is in the mockery. If you keep at it and finish the race, I'm telling you, because it's there in Ruth's story. Look at what happened to Ruth. She got engrafted into the human lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. The son she gave birth to, Obed, is the father of Jesse. Jesse is the father of David. And we know the Lord Jesus Christ came through the lineage of David. That's why he's called the son of David. Thou son of David. You heard that story. And this person was not even an Israelite. He wasn't from Bethlehem. He, do you understand this story? So dedication will open the door. We have prayer and other things might not. But just because you are dedicated, all protocol will be broken. That is what happened to Ruth. She was not... So, there might be some fairer maidens, more beautiful women in Israelites in her time, in the Jews, in Judah, in Bethlehem. But they were not choosing to be the grand, grand, great, great grandparents of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because someone was dedicated. Praise the Lord. If you look at Ruth 2, 11 and 12, you will see why she was chosen. The scripture corroborates this in John 12, 23. I want us to quickly read this as we round up. John 12, 23. John 12, 23. And Jesus, Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Look at this. At the point of glorification, your dedication is needed. If you are not dedicated, you might miss your glorification. Look at what Jesus is, 24. We can read this together. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much. That is the glorification. So deadly commitment until you die in serving God. You might not see that glory that you want to the level you want it. Because if Jesus did not die, he wouldn't have been glorified. Praise the Lord. He that loveth his life shall lose it. You will not lose your life in Jesus' name. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, look at this, let him follow me. And where I am, there also shall my servant be. So, David, the servant of God. Abraham, the servant of God. Moses, the servant of God. None of them were, were, was called a leader, friend, or whatever. So, if you are serving God, you must be glorified. He said, where I am, you, where is Jesus? He said, he's seated above all principalities and powers. 
So if you are serving God and you are dedicated, you'll be seated there too with the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. What is honor? Honor is part of the glory we're talking about. So if you are serving God dedicatedly, like with deadly commitment, no matter what happens, no matter what people say, like Ruth did, you must see his glory in Jesus' name. Then finally, 26. If any man serve me, let, let's, let's continue. Uh, okay, 26 is the end for that one. Then Psalm 102, 13 to 16. I'm sorry about that. When you partake in building of Zion, you shall partake of his glory as well. Let's just read the 16. If you re- get home, read 13 to 16. When the Lord shall build up Zion, it shall appear in his glory. So if you are part of the building up of Zion, you will also share of the glory. Like Ruth did. If Ruth did not insist on helping Naomi, she may not have been in that lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. With that understanding, let's rise on our feet as we just begin to talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. This is a time for covenant. Covenant to be dedicated to him. No matter the situation. No matter the situation. We saw what Ruth did and the end result. Covenant to be dedicated to the Lord. Speak to the Lord in your own way. Say, Father, I key in to be dedicated to you. And as I'm dedicated, let me see your glory. Because you said, all things work together for them that love you. If you love God and you are dedicated, you must definitely see his glory. No matter what comes your way. So speak to the Lord. Turn that into your prayer tonight. Turn that into your prayer. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Paradventure, you are here, you don't know God. All heads bow and all eyes closed. If there's anyone here that you don't know God, you have not started. Because for you to partake of this glory, to even be dedicated, you must know him. Praise the Lord. Because Ruth knew the God of Naomi. That's why she said, your God shall be my God. So it starts with that first step, saying, God, you are my God. Then you will see his glory. You don't see the glory of the one you don't know. You can say, they that know their God, they shall do what? Exploits. If you are here and you don't know God, we just want you to raise your hands. Signify by raising your hands. Signify by raising your hands. Praise the Lord. We are all born again. And we shall all be in heaven in Jesus' name. Please put those beautiful friends together for Jesus as we welcome God's servant.